Lean to the left while you can. Right, here we go now. Sit right back in the seat, please. Show people have a quite distinct and different way of life from other sections of the population. They travel from town to town, never staying too long in any one town, live in caravans, walk at times when others are enjoying themselves, and live in a hurly-burly of music, flashing lights and amusement arcades. In this programme, we look at one family of show people, the Bird family. We found them in the market yard at Listowel Races, where we recorded the programme. There were four machines on the fairground, the zigzags, the dodgems, the easy rider and the ghost train. Willem Bird is the senior member of the family. We started off, Mrs Bird and myself, uh, even though we were in the business before 39, before the war started, the restrictions of war put us out on the road more by accident because... Uh, we thought, well, we went with, with the lighting restrictions and all this, we'd be finished, so we went out on the road on a, on a very, very modest yeah. <laughs> outfit. <laughs> we came out on credit, which we were not ashamed to say. We came out on credit, and we finished in the Royal Dublin Horseshoe Week, which we were very proud of succeeding in doing. Uh, that's with the assistance of a very keen family for hard work. My father and mother uh, came to this country, it must be about 80 years ago, um, and uh, they started in the north of Ireland and went down to the west of Ireland, gaining momentum as they went along. A very big family, I, I'm one of a family of five sisters and four brothers, and. All of us, except one, remained in the business in various types of the business. Um, we were all educated. That's show business as you Show would. business, exactly. So. We were educated in... My mother had us sent away to school, and uh, uh, we came to carry, I think, my. I'm talking about my own people. We came to carry about 50-odd years ago, and... Uh, well, all I can say, I fell in love with Kerry then, and I'm still in love with it. You know, that's outside of business altogether. We have a, a beautiful home in, outside of Limerick, but... So I say we have a beautiful house, but when we come down to, to Kerry, we're coming home. We had... Very, very little. We had one riding machine. Uh, a brother of mine that decided that he'd like myself and my husband to, why don't you have a go? And we said, OK, and we did. And the rest of our two families helped out. They gave us different things to work and to use. And uh, it went on from there. But, of course, what was the goal then? We, of course, we thought it was marvellous. But now uh, we know that we wouldn't be able to make a living with it. You must give the people what they want. That's the same in every, every business, as you know. Watch your elbow on the safety catch, please, on the outside of the car. Sit right back into the seat and lean to your left, please. <laughs> 
Lean to the left while you can. Now, could you describe this machine to me, please? This is a. It's a. Actually, it's a, it's an old. It's an old idea. When I say old, I mean it's post-war. But this, this one is highly developed now from both the American and the Continental models. In that, uh, there are no obstructions at the floor level. You can see there, Pat, that you can walk right through the machine. This is all hung from the top on ball-raised turntables, as opposed to the other, all the other ones made worldwide. Um, we, we spent about four or five years studying this type of machine and looking for the improvements that we wanted in it. Chased around all the um, manufacturers in the continent and they said, oh no, it's been done such and such a way. You know, we can't change from that. So we got this factory in Spain to build it to our specification. Uh, in that there are electric air brakes on it. There's a mains failure. The brakes automatically come on. In other words, you're either driving or it's stopped under control with five air brakes, five separate air brakes with a compressor built underneath the, the trailer. Where you're standing now, Pat, is this control cabin, is the front end of an articulated vehicle, which is 40 feet long. Uh, we had to build it within the 40 feet because of the Road Traffic Act. So we, we had to bring these measurements, we had to bring the Road Traffic Act with us to Spain and say, right, there it is, build it within that. And this is exactly what they've done. In the, All this machine that you see here moves on one trailer. And this has never been done up to the time this machine was built 18 months ago. Um, we're very proud to say that now Germany and France, Spain, Italy are all building them on articulated vehicles on 40 foot articulated trailers because it means it can move faster it's safer and it's totally enclosed when everything is loaded the two sides of this machine winch up into position and it can move along at 50 55 miles an hour whatever the speed limits are now on the continental highways Tickets on sale for the next ride. Get your tickets for the next ride, please. What are the difficulties of this type of operation? Uh, well, we have a very good schedule that we follow every morning. Every machine has to be checked, has a checklist. And, and the, this checklist must be strictly adhered to. Uh, the main problem we see is making allowance for some silly mistake on the part of one member of the general public. The safety angle is, is of paramount importance because, let's face it, if the public are not reassured, if they're not reassured from the reputation of the firm that they're dealing with, there's no way, there's, I, we're only wasting our time in that we must have the goodwill of the public in all respects. Now, as well as that, you deal with all the electrical uh, apparatus here. You are the electrician. That's correct. That's correct. In, we have voltages varying from 24 volts AC and DC right through to the neon signs, the fluorescent signs, up to 1,000 volts AC. And this is a full-time job, again, in checking, making sure that everything is proper working order, and more especially because everything is outdoor. 
everything is outdoor. In in the in the ordinary course of events, a factory is indoor. It's in conduit. It's in steel conduit. It's quite safe. But we're like a factory that pulls down and moves every week. And all these allowances, you know, they must you must make provision for them. In that the the safety angle is strictly adhered to all the time. Again. Just like the mechanical end, the electrical end. It must be checked and double-checked all the time. Now, you said that these particular cars here were dangerous for children. They can be quite dangerous. Uh, we actually, about every 10 or 15 minutes, we do make an announcement that this machine is not suitable for infants. Now, you know the infants as well as I do. And where they see dad and uncle and auntie and mummy getting up, they want to go along. They must go along. So we insist that a, a parent, more especially a parent, because they can reassure a child if they get a little bit panicky. They can reassure the child and keep it, you know, under control in the car. Have you had any accidents? Uh... Touch wood. Touch wood. We, we're terrible believers in Pishogun, Pat, in that if you start talking about these things, you draw them on yourself. No, my parents set a very enviable record for us to follow. Very enviable record in that there's been no major accident on this farm in 40 years. Sit right back in your seat, please. Lean to your left. Here we go. Now, the equipment here is very colourful and very new and very bright. Where do you get it? We shop worldwide, Pat. We shop worldwide. Norman's travelled the States. Uh, that's my brother, Norman. Uh, we've all been over on the continent. Uh, as all the Irish people do now, uh, for instance, there's a party leaving next week to travel to Hamburg in, in Germany to the Dom Fair. More, I suppose, uh, in the back of their minds, they'll be watching how the continental machines are faring, how the public are reacting, and continuing on from there if they're interested to the factories, down to the factories. But we shop worldwide. We shop worldwide in that we have no uh, factories here at home manufacturing because it's a specialised field, uh, long tradition of manufacturing, and knowing exactly what the showman wants what the showman needs for in his equipment. As a company, how do you compare with your English counterparts? Or you, you mentioned Holland there, with your Dutch counterparts. Uh, well, of course, the continent is very far advanced on us, Pat, generally speaking. Uh, Holland has some very good factories. Germany, the highest standard in the world. Uh, a standard that nobody else in the world seems to want to emulate in that the equipment is so heavy that it's really not portable anymore. Uh, France, very strict conditions. If one has an accident on any metropolitan uh, grounds in France, one is not allowed to use that machine anywhere inside French uh, territory anymore. There is, there is no inquiry. They don't want to know that machine is finished. Once there is anything, uh, anything has happened with that machine, finished. That's that. That's their way of con controlling it. Um, Britain, Britain and ourselves, we were an off, we're an offshore island. Britain, they say. So we, we bought British up to and right after the war. But 
We were never quite satisfied. We were never quite satisfied with the article we were getting. So then we started going further afield, say in the early 50s, very early 50s. And we had to decide then, Pat, whether we were going to stay with our usual suppliers who have been supplying the Irish market for half a century or go continental. And it was then in the early 50s that we decided uh, as a company that we would go with the Continentals. My name is Nora Perks. Uh, I'm here with Birds Funfair at Listole. I operate the Easy Rider machine. Uh, the Easy Rider is motorbikes. I have 36 motorbikes and six chariots. Um, it's written mostly by teenagers, small kids, mums and dads, anybody that like. Now, you have a sort of a pattern of your own which is very popular with the kids. Uh, how did you come upon this? Uh, well, I found sitting here, you think of these things to say, um, I usually start off telling them to hold on tight, which is important because if they don't hold on tight, they may fall off because it goes very fast. It's a fast machine. It travels at about 60 miles an hour at full speed, um, which is very fast for small kids. But usually in the afternoons, I keep it down low. It's only at night for the teenagers. I ride it at the top speed. Um, I got into this and the kids answer me back and so on and so forth. They seem to enjoy it and I enjoy it too. Now, you're not with the Birds Amusements all of the year? I'm not with the Birds all the year round. Uh, birds are just relations of ours. We come with them in the beginning of the season for Limerick, and this year we were with them for Tralee and Listole. Um, very nice to be down in Kerry with the Kerry people. And for the rest of the year, where do you work? For the rest of the year, I travel with Perks Funfair around the south of Ireland, um, and for Christmas, I go to Dublin for Funderland, so I'm going to visit. What do you like most about um, Bart's Amusements? Um, I like these riders. And I like the ghost trail and the zigzags, and I like um, the 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 um, easy riders. They're very scary. You have to keep on looking down when you're on the motorbike, and you get real, you get real afraid. And in the ghost train, it's very spooky, and uh, uh, the ghost go, and you're in the dark. And when you're coming out of the ghost train, something drops on your head. And in the zigzags, when you get into them, um, you go zigzag over and back. And there's one more thing. Um, it's um, you have to steer um, a car. And the bumpers, yeah, the bumpers. And there's a big thing up at the top. And when that tips the net, uh, um, sort of sparks come out because it's electric. 
and um, you you in the bumpers you bump in the cars and you, and and you have to have a, a safety belt around in case you go you go over the car and and that's what I find good about the bird amusements. Ghost! Ghost! Could you tell me a little bit about what exactly your contribution is to the bird firm or the amusement company? Uh, I suppose I'd be the classless um, general manager of the grounds and making sure that everything is operating properly and staffed properly and uh, supervised properly. You're also the business advisor to some extent. Uh, Yes, in 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 the, in the uh, as I'm not working on a particular machine at any one time all the time, uh, I can look at what's needed by moving around, seeing what's this is on the actual grounds now. See what's needed to, for the for the customers, and um, then we formulate some idea of what type of machine we need in the coming years. Uh, in the last few years now, we've purchased a new zigzag machine and um, we have coming in now this month or it'll be next month now, a new uh, dodgem track and cars um, now obviously these, these <coughs> um, machines are very expensive uh, they cost a lot of money you have to go to Europe to buy you buy some of them in Holland you buy some in Italy and so on um, how do you realize your your profits and cover yourself. Yeah, well, like any businessman, I'm not going to naturally enough tell you that. <laughs> uh, the cost of the machines is very high and getting higher every year. So we've looked at the, 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 the point, even though we have a perfectly good scooter building or dodging building now and cars, uh, with inflation, well, we said we'll buy a new one because we know that that's, there's a few things that we wanted for this country, uh, in particular to, for the weather conditions that we have. And we have this included in the new one. So we said we buy now rather than wait a few years and pay a considerable amount more money. I'm Russell Perks. Uh, we've been involved in this business for a good number of years. My father has travelled his own uh, show back down in the East Waterford area. Uh, and I'm a separate concern the fact that we have our, our own machine, uh, the Easy Rider, and we travel this around from place to place, and sometimes traveling with my father, sometimes with my aunts and my uncles, and then now at the present moment, I'm here in Listowel traveling with uh, my uncles and aunts, the birds. There are some who would see this world of movement, money and colour as a world of glamour. 
maybe the ordinary punter that comes in looks at it uh, and they say oh he has a, a fabulous time there but the, the people you actually get to know uh, and they get to know you, to know us and uh, they know that we we work very hard at our business and it isn't all fun and games uh, my machine there weighs roughly about 33 tons and when you have to move this around uh, from place to place uh, once every week or every 10 days uh, the fun sort of goes out of it a little bit well they differ in the respect that um, they're not really a part of the of the town in which they're living they're a, a sort of an itinerant people if you like they come they live in caravans uh, they're they're not settled there in any respect, so they don't fit into any social or cultural bracket in that town. They're they're set apart from the people of the town. They don't mingle at all with the people of the of the place because they they work long hours anyway. They don't have time for socialising, but they don't mingle with the people except to go and buy their their groceries or whatever. They have no business in that town. And. Um, they have always, of course, been associated too with lumped together, I suppose, in the, peop- in the minds of the people, with circus people, travelling theatre, uh, show people in general. Um, people have always sort of looked upon them all in the one in the one category, and um, I suppose people sort of see them as leading a sort of a glamorous life and a different life from what they do, which they do. They are a separate community, they are conscious of that, and many of them wouldn't change their way of life. A friend of mine in England, who's a, a showman, decided he would become permanent, as we call it, and set up business in a big seaside town and stay there for the summer season and not travel around as he'd done for years. And an old showman heard this and called him over and said, I believe you're settling down, son. And my friend said, that's right. And he said, have you any advice to give me? Because he was wary about taking the plunge. And the old man picked up a piece of wood. And he said, do you see that piece of packing? He said, a piece of wood used for levelling off machines or blocking a wagon wheel and he said that's like a showman he said if I leave that in this field when I come back to it next year it'll be rotten and he said that happens showman who settled down Leave 